Hello everyone this is your host KK I'm super excited to let you know that I've launched my first book called Why Me First it's available on amazon.com I'm putting the link in the show notes click the link grab your copy today there is a free gift for everyone inside the book may I also request you to please leave me a review that would mean the world to me thank you so much imagine celebrating your success going on holidays having bonfire on the beach with your loved ones unfortunately most entrepreneurs experience burnout within the first year but what is it that makes others succeed i'm your host tajul khurana call me kk join me as we have fireside chats with experts who have insider secrets around how to rest rejuvenate recharge and be bonfire entrepreneurs welcome to our show be bonfire entrepreneur with your host kk kajal khurana our guest today is an amazing entrepreneur with more than 20 years of experience he is on a mission to equip people with the money skills they need to live their lives and pursue their dream free of money worries he established grandma's jar in the year 2003 and has personally coached more than 500 couples and individuals all over the world and helped thousands of others through his live workshops and online courses in the year 2016 he walked away from his 15 years career in financial planning industry and founded money skills for life msfl with the goal of equipping younger generations with the practical knowledge and money skills needs to thrive in adult life and he is phil magillray welcome to our show phil hi kajal thank you for uh, inviting me i'm so happy to be here i'm so happy as well because you are one of our newest guest who comes with a different niche altogether financial oh, <laughs> so phil talk to us about your journey and how you started grandma's jar and msfl okay well i've been in basically a financial coach for over 25 years but it all started with my grandma my grandma When I were left school, finished school, I went and spent a year working in the UK as an adventure training instructor. My grandma lived over there, and so while I used to go and visit her on a regular basis, and she taught me how to budget using physical glass jars and physical money. It was fantastic. You know, she'd walk around to the post office, she'd get her pension check, she'd come or check it was actually cash. She'd come home, she'd pull down these glass jars from her kitchen cupboard. You know, one of them was named electricity, and one of them was named gas, and one of them was for the council rates. One of them was for her housekeeping, and one of them was for the milkman. And so she used to take these jars down, and she knew exactly how much she needed to put into each jar, so that when the bills turned up, the money was just sitting there ready to pay for it. And she always made. made sure that she had more money than she allocated to the jars so that there was money left over at the end of the month that she could then save and invest and do those sorts of things with so grandma taught me to budget back then when i was 18 19 years old and it's stuck with me ever since and about oh i must have been about 25 years ago now i had a young couple i mean i was young at that point too but a couple come and say to me 
hey, Phil, could you help us set up a budget? You know, we've got lots of car debts, we've got credit card debt, all those sorts of things. We just really want to get on top of things and we want to get on the same page financially because we're, we're struggling, we're newly married and we're really struggling with this money issue. And so I sat with them, I worked with them and it was really easy for me to help them. And within a few months, they turned their financial situation around and I still know those guys really well now, 20 years later, and they're actually very close friends of ours. And, over, and then they referred friends and their friends referred friends. And before I knew it, this sort of thing took off. I was a financial advisor as well, but I, I soon realized that financial advisors don't actually do budgeting. You know, they, no. they typically, it's more about, well, you give me my money, your money and I'll manage it for you, you know, as investments and those sort of things. But they don't teach the basics. They don't teach people how to save, you know, consistently spend less than they earn, how to get out of debt, that sort of stuff. And so... I actually left the financial planning industry after being there for 15 years. I was a partner for five years in one of Australia's biggest stockbroking financial planning firms, but always felt like a square peg in a round hole, loved helping people with the basics. And so that's when I left the financial planning industry to, to do what I'm doing now, which is grandma's jars, which is my software and my coaching and those sort of things. But then money skills for life is very much about how do we help the younger generations make good decisions? And then as a part of that too, I work with entrepreneurs and small business owners and those sort of things to help them get their cash flow right so that they can build really strong, robust businesses. And then last, oh, two years ago, I was awarded a, what's called a Winston Churchill Fellowship, which gave me the opportunity to study financial education, financial well-being all over the world. And so yeah, I spent three months traveling through the US, the UK, Canada, Europe, New Zealand, Australia, to look at, you know, how do we make money easy? How do we actually help people really understand money and make really wise financial decisions? So there we go. Very long answer to a short <laughs> question, but I'm hoping that's given you a bit of background on me. It did. It did. Thank you so much. And it's awesome. And it's very inspiring. Guys, I'm doing this video recording with Phil right now, and I can see the jars behind him on his bookshelf there. Do you still use the jars to put your money in or have you uh, changed that to banks? How did that thing change now with banks coming in? What has changed? Do you still tell people to put money in jars or in different accounts in banks? That's a fantastic question, <laughs> Kajal, because I do get it all the time. And no, I don't use physical glass jars anymore. You know, it's funny, like grandma, when I was doing my budget with grandma, it was probably closer to 30 years ago now. And it just seemed life was so much simpler back then. Like her five jars, and it's literally all she had, five jars, was enough. You know, it was enough for everything. But these days, we've got so many more expenses in our lives, so many. I mean, she didn't have a car, so obviously that wasn't an expense. But so many more expenses to just to confuse things in our lives. So whilst I don't use the physical glass jars and the physical money for actually running our budget, that's why I built my grandma's jars budgeting software. So I've actually got budgeting software that I use with all my coaching clients and in all my courses to teach people how to budget, manage their cash flow. But it's built on exactly the same system, you know, that yeah. makes their virtual jars and online bank accounts. But having said that, I do use my glass jars on a regular basis to teach the principles. I think it's so much easier for us to get our head around the principles of money management when I'm actually demonstrating it, you know, physically um, in front of them with glass jars and, phys and, you know, we use monopoly money more often than not, you know, to actually teach that. But, but yet, yeah, no, we don't use the jars just for education purposes these days. Okay. So there is a software which has replaced the jars now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is software. 
software that replaces the jars. And it's funny, you know, that it works really well in the software. Once people understand, when people understand the basics using the physical jars, it's actually much easier to understand how the software works. Yeah. Um, but it's funny when you sort of, sort of start to separate the budget from the money, which is what we have to do with online banking these days, it does add a level of confusion, which is why I think technology has actually made managing money that much harder. It was supposed to make it easier, but I think for most of us, actually made it a lot harder. Right. Absolutely. I think nobody teaches us, you know, even as a kid, we never learned how to manage money. So that's very interesting what you're doing. And we realized this few months back and we started teaching our kids and we bought them this game Monopoly. So they can learn how to buy, how to save, you know, where to make investment, how to be smart. I never played Monopoly in my life, to be fair. <laughs> But when this reality hit me, oh my God, no one taught us how to manage. How can we help our kids? We thought about Monopoly. We got the game. We read the rules. We started making the rules easy for our kids to understand. And that's where I learned how to play Monopoly, you know, which is very interesting. So tell us, now you have been working with older generation because I know you have worked with 500 couples and individuals. And now you are targeting the younger generation. What difference do you feel in mindset? I mean, I'm still doing a lot of work with the older generations. It was just like you just said it a minute ago is we've got so many people coming through going, no one ever taught me this. And the number one comment that I hear from all of the clients I work with is why did no one ever teach me this? You know, why is it it's come to now, you know, when I'm in debt and I'm struggling financially, why is it? that this is the first time I've heard this. And so that was something that really got me thinking. I'm going, well, I would much rather help people not get into this situation in the first place and then help them build a strong foundation than you know, deal with them 20 years or 10 years later when they've got themselves into a really yucky situation and they're really unhappy and you know, it's affecting their relationship, it's affecting their health, it's affecting their mental health, it's affecting you know, their productivity at work. I would much rather deal with it before we got to that stage. That was a lot of what my research was when I was going around the world looking at, well, what actually works when it comes to teaching people about money? And I'm so happy to hear you say that you know, you're teaching your kids because most people, their default response is, well, they should be learning that at school. But the problem is money skills are a life skill. You know, it's like learning to ride a bike, learning to dress yourself, uh, learning to cook, learning to drive a car, ride a bike. You know, I mentioned a few of those. But you know, they're life skills. And you don't learn those things typically at school. Now, yes, they've got, you know, sometimes they teach cooking at school. But the reality is where you learn life skills is at home when you're doing them on a day-to-day basis in relevant real-life situations. You get up, you get dressed. You know, we get up, you have a shower, you get dressed. It's a life skill that needs to be taught at home in real life situations. And the best people that are uh, you know, in a situation to teach that are your parents. Your parents are the ones that can give you the opportunities to learn. Like, I'll give you a really good example. I've got it on my Facebook group. I um, took my kids, we went shopping the other day and all oh, we're practicing this social distancing and so on. And we went to the shops. It was fairly empty, but we just happened to get there when the Easter eggs, chocolate Easter eggs I came on sale. Post. Yeah, I saw that post. I mean, yeah. Please go ahead, share with our listeners. Yeah, yeah. The Easter eggs came on sale. So what was good about that was that I said to the kids were looking at the biggest Easter eggs, going, oh, look at that. You know, that's only $2 or $3 or what have you. And normally it's $15. And I said to them, okay, this is great. It does look good. 
But have a look at this and you can look at the price per 100 grams. And it was a price per 100 grams. So the big Easter eggs, typically it was like, you know, you got 75 grams worth of chocolate per dollar sort of thing. Oh, sorry, it was 75 cents per, per 100 grams of chocolate. But then there was these other bags that had this chocolate in it and it was only 35 cents per 100 grams of chocolate. And so that was by far the cheapest way to buy the chocolate and get yummy chocolate too. And so it's just little everyday examples like this where you go, kids, this is how you compare prices. It's this price per 100 grams. And it's such a simple lesson, but it was a fun lesson too because then they went around all the shelves looking for the ones with the lowest cost per 100 grams of chocolate. And that's just, you know, one very, very simple example of the stuff that when you do with kids, you can make it fun, you can make it relevant, and it's an experience that they won't forget rather than sitting down in a classroom working with boring case studies that, and typically they're teaching the kids at the wrong age, these different things. Parents need to take a more active role in it. So sorry, that was a very long answer. (laughs) No, no, that's fine. I think it's good that we need to teach our kids as parents. But coming back Mm. to entrepreneurs, first of all, sorry, I forgot to mention, congratulations for the award you have won. fellowship. I think you definitely deserve it because you are doing amazing work. So tell us now how, now that we are entrepreneurs and we did not learn this skill, while we were kids, how we can learn, you know, money managing or budgeting so we can not only have financial freedom now, escape burnouts, as well as upscale, you know, easily or freely. Yeah, look, great question. Anyone can learn this, you know, it's never too late. And, And it starts with one very simple question or one very simple thing is, do you know what all your expenses are? And this is so powerful because I often see people making financial decisions without really understanding what the consequences are. And the problem is, is when we don't know exactly where we stand financially, firstly, we don't make very good decisions. And secondly, what happens is when we've got this absence of knowledge, when we've got these holes in our knowledge, if you like, we're missing some of the facts. What happens is we're far more prone to let those gaps in knowledge be filled with negative thoughts than with positive thoughts. So more often than not, if we're not sure about where we're standing financially, we will start to worry about it. We'll start to stress about it. And as a result, we'll then start to catastrophize the situation. And as a mindset coach, I'm sure you understand this. It's much more powerful to operate from a position of having the knowledge, having the facts so that you can make really wise decisions about what you're going to do next. And as entrepreneurs, as I was saying to you earlier, and we'll probably share this hopefully in another another session sometime, is these three phases of, of entrepreneurship. We've got that phase, you know, when we're talking about, well, I'd like to become an entrepreneur, but I just, I can't take that leap yet. I can't take that jump yet. So understanding our cash flow at that point, what we want to be able to do is go, here's my income on a monthly basis. Here is what I allocate all my expenses on a monthly basis. And here's what I've got left at the end of each month. And you should be able to see that if you've done your homework well enough, and this is a lot of what I take my clients through is, let's go through this process of understanding what your expenses really are. Mm-hmm. Because what happens so often is parents, uh, sorry, parents, people will say to me, my clients will say to me, oh, Phil, well, I know what all my expenses are. You know, I know what I spend on my car registration. I know what my house home rates are. I know what I pay in my rent or my mortgage. I know what the gas, the electricity, I know what all those expenses are. And I go, well, that's fantastic. 
But what do you spend on hobbies? What do you spend on sports? What do you spend on health? What do you spend on gifts? What do you spend on your groceries? What do you spend on clothes? You know, all these things. And they're all the bits where the money just dribbles through our fingers and it adds up to a lot of money. So what we want to be able to do first and foremost is go, here is my income. Here is what all of my expenses are. Now, how much have I got left over? And the powerful thing in that is when we know how much we've got, we can make decisions as to how we're going to spend that money. Or it might be in some situations we go, here's my income, here's all my expenses, and uh uh-oh, I don't have anything left over at the end of the month. Even though that can be a scary reality to face, once we know it, we can make some really good decisions about it. And so from an entrepreneur's perspective, this really helps drive our decision-making around, okay, if I want to become an entrepreneur, if I want to make this sustainable, how much do I need to earn from my entrepreneuring business to fill that hole in our budget so that I don't have to stress about it, so that I can be confident that this is a permanent way of life for me. I'm, it might be $3,000, so I need to earn $3,000 to fill the household income. As long as I'm meeting that, then fantastic. I am now in a situation where permanently I can call myself an entrepreneur rather than just a temporary, let's hope it works. Um, <laughs> we can actually do it well and we don't have to stress about it. Right. And, and as I was saying to you earlier, it also helps when we're managing our cash flow as an entrepreneur to go, okay, well, what are all the expenses associated with me being an entrepreneur? What do I need to cover those expenses to start with? And then what do I need to be earning over and above that so that I can go to the next level so that I can afford to have a virtual assistant help me with this so that I can start to scale how I, you know, so I can afford to go on courses and do programs and you really invest in myself. How much do I need to be earning to make that happen? That's a process. Typically I would take a, a, an entrepreneur through. I'm hoping that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I think to put it in one line, I would say, yes, there are fixed costs, which we know, like electricity, mortgage and car and gas, but there are variable costs, which we don't know how much we are spending in restaurants and shopping and sports and hobbies. So one needs to watch out on variable because variable keeps changing every month. There are unexpected party invitations or, you know, things sometimes you don't know and your friend invites you for a birthday and then you end up buying flowers or gift or something. So these are unforeseen costs. It's amazing. Well, uh, Phil, we don't have much time. So what is one piece of advice you would give entrepreneurs? Oh, well, that's simple. Know what your expenses are. It's simple as that because (laughs) I think you can replace the fear with facts. And when you replace the fear with facts, you start making really good decisions. That's amazing. I think it's because we don't see our money. It's in the bank and it's going from credit card. And we are not, it's not visible enough. That's why. So before we say bye, please tell our listeners, where can they find you? Okay. You can find me at the moment. I've got a group called Crisis Proof Your Finances. And that's a group that I'm building. And it's all about learning the basics. How do we manage our money? How do we get on top of our finances? How do we make really good financial decisions? Especially during a period in time like this, where we've got so much uncertainty. The other place you can find me is at grandmasjars.com. So it literally is grandma and think of her glass jars. So it's (laughs) grandmasjars.com. And yeah, you can find me there. And that's where I talk more about my coaching and and, and so on. Cool. I'm going to put those in show description. So if anybody wants to get in touch with you, they can just copy paste the link. It was amazing talking to you. Very insightful. We never had any guests talk about financial budgeting, managing and, you know, so we can 
save ourselves and also upscale. Thank you, Phil. It was amazing talking to you. Fantastic, Kajal. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. Do you know, fragrance remains in the hands that gives rose. Would you please share this episode with your entrepreneur friends? So we can help each other escape burnout, increase productivity and achieve our goals faster. Also, let me know what topics you want me to cover in our future episodes at info at bodymindsolution.com. Would you please take a moment to rate and review this show? That would mean the world to me. And yes, don't forget to subscribe. This is your host, KK. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.